please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Welcome to the Why Does My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicky. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met at a training and our secret sauce is that we and our partners became fast friends. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for couples therapy. If something you hear in this podcast stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions. So don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com to leave a question of your own. Here's today's question. Welcome back. This is Jules. This is Vicki. And this is Rebecca. Today's question is, why does my partner give me anxiety? And friends, this is me. Like, it's not my question. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying here. But like, I am the partner who gives my partner anxiety. I have this superpower. I am like a sorceress. I can cast these spells. You are Amazing. You're like you make magic. It awesome the way you, you say like, that. Put anxiety in a package and hand <laughs> it on over. I am how so do you do good this? at this? Why on earth and how does this happen? <laughs> well, it's contagious. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a good way to phrase it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's really hard to oh, be with yeah. someone who's anxious and not either feel anxious also or have a desire to turn away. Yeah, because I think I do it to Or get them to stop it. (laughs) Yeah, or get them to, (laughs) or try to fix it, or try to fix them, or, Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Because because when anxiety is coming at you, I don't know, I probably picked it up in a lot of places growing up, Mm -hmm. but um, when anxiety is coming at you, it's really, really overwhelming. And you either join it, Mm -hmm. or you try to change it, or you try to leave it. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. I was going to say run away, but just leave it. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you join it, change it, or leave it. So if you, caller, are the person who is joining, then your partner gave you anxiety. You picked up that package and ate it like ice cream. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and you probably can't even help it, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Am I getting it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's in the air. So mm-hmm. like you're responding yeah. to something that's in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes complete sense that your partner's giving you anxiety if you have an anxious partner. Yeah. Yeah. That makes but sense. also mm-hmm. like, I, I yeah. think, I think like we, we need to figure out like, what can we back up at like 12? What steps? is anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what is anxiety? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think even like the three of us might have slightly different definitions of what anxiety is. Probably. I mean, the first Mm -hmm. thing that comes to me is just how many clients I've had 
mm-hmm. and my own system, my partner, all all the people, friends. And they say, well, I have really bad anxiety right now. And if I stop and ask, what does that mean? I get a different answer every time. Mm-hmm. But what I'm catching is that we use that word to mean a lot of different things. So that's I my agree. like knee jerk response to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the purpose of this episode, I think we're kind of categorizing anxiety in like a worry category, mm-hmm. right? But I, I also want to share with, with our listeners that in my own system, as I have moved into greater and greater wellness and into a deeper relationship with my anxiety, I have come to learn that my anxiety is actually high degrees of care. It's like, I'm super caring. I'm caring so freaking much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You care about things going well. You care about your loved ones. You care. You care so much. much. (laughs) What What happens? What does like your anxiety look like because you care so much? No, it, it looks like anxiety because I care so much. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, and so. So it could be thing- anything. It could be like you're getting on a plane and by the way, I'm really anxious about it. We're going to get to the airport in time. Do we pack everything we oh, need? And, and also what's okay. going to happen to the plane? What happens if the plane isn't on time? Are we going to make our connection? It could be mm-hmm. that kind of. Am I getting okay. it, Rebecca? You're getting it. Okay. You're getting it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have to like my my. I don't I don't want to like make this all about anxiety, but like my trick in here is actually to shift what I care about. Nice. Right. So like, do I care about getting to the plane on time, or do I care about having an awesome journey with the people that I'm with? Um, okay. Right. Because so you shift your focus. That's what you're saying. I, sh- I shift you what sh- I care about. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds lovely. Right? Yeah. But yeah, because you can't actually turn off the care. So then okay, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This is this is so genius. And this is like bonus for all the listeners I out there. Not turn off the care. Not even right. a little bit. That reaction was and awesome. by the way. Awesome. Okay, I love this. Because by the way, huh? if you push down that anxiety, then you're pushing down your big heart caring loving self. And it goes no, and makes it worse because it then I'm either going to push the care away. I'm going to do one of three things if I have to push my anxiety away. I'm either going to totally freeze because I don't know what the heck to do if I can't care, oh. and then my heart's going to go cold. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get really big and loud and lash out at myself, at you, at the world, at the mm-hmm. person that gave me mm-hmm. a ticket to the airplane. Right? Like I'm going to lash out mm-hmm. everywhere, mm-hmm. or I'm going to run the heck away. Because mm-hmm. I'm rejected and the world doesn't want me. Oh, oh sweetie. Because I care too much. Yeah. And nobody else cares. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah. the, it's the care. And it's for care. me, it's care. Mm-hmm. 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 But this has also like really been like an earned way of seeing my own anxiety. It's not, mm-hmm. it's certainly not a place I started. And if I, mm-hmm. um, when I think about this question, why does my partner give me anxiety? Um, this was me. I don't think my partner and I are in the same place now because we mm-hmm. understand my anxiety differently mm-hmm. because I understand my, because my relationship to it is different. Right. So it doesn't do the same thing in my partner anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So you shifted your relationship with your anxiety first. Yes. Then you started yeah. talking to him more about it as you're shifting. No, I shifted my relationship to my anxiety. And then he shifted his relationship and, and to your shift, anxiety. It, and then it shifted. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it shifted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that makes a lot of sense. And okay. so then you're not giving him your anxiety so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because my relationship is different. It's not something to give. It's something to understand. It's yeah. something to process. That makes total sense. Yeah. It's a great way to phrase it too. It's something totally. to understand. Totally. So yeah. that's possibly what's happening. But there are other things that are possibly happening yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So if your partner is not anxious and you are on the receiving end of their behavior and you are getting anxiety, there's a there's not another option. Mm-hmm. So it could be that there's something in their behavior that is pulling on the implicit threads of your own history and and the the neural networks that are coming to answer that little tug are full of anxiety, maybe overcare, maybe worry, right? Not overcare. I don't mean it like that. It's like a the high degree of care. I want to say it the way you say it because I like it because I don't think it's actually over. That that doesn't feel right, but it's that high degree of care. So it could be that. So it could be that. Ooh, there's some fear or some worry. It's kind of energy attached to whatever they're reminding you of from your own history, and you don't even know what it is because it's totally mm-hmm. subconscious. Subconscious. That's what I was gonna say. It's that it's reminding you mm-hmm. subconsciously of something from your past. Yes. You can poetically say it better than that. Well, that's the quick way. Implicit thread, right? Well, implicit threads is beautiful and poetic. And then there's Mm -hmm. like just subconscious reminders. You you're getting subconscious reminders, but the thing is, Mm -hmm. is that you don't get to get to know that you're living in memory in that moment. It just feels like they're making you crazy. Mm -hmm. Can I can I add a piece Mm -hmm. in here? Mm -hmm. Because I think um, culture plays a big piece in this. Not Mm -hmm. just culture, but epigenetics Mm -hmm. and depending on where our peoples come from. Mm -hmm. I think some cultures run more hot, run more anxious than others. Absolutely. And, um, Oh no, this proven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so there are some, some groups of peoples who are going to like, it's, it's, it's going to come through the line and Mm -hmm. you won't have like memory memories, Mm -hmm. but you'll have some kind of cellular memory. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a genetic, uh, sh- it's mm-hmm. a shift in the way the histones on your DNA are making your DNA fire in a particular way. And so actually you could be in that way wired for a little bit more anxiety. And that would be common if you have ancestry that was um, in any way uh, the target of systemic oppression, genocide. Any 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 horrible attacks. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, famine. That's a common one mm-hmm. as well. So if you come if you come from spaces where maybe there was a lot of life threat for a, one reason or another, um, it, it you you might have more anxiety. So that's yeah. normal. Yeah. The other thought I was having was if you're in that um, if you uh, I've I've talked a little bit on our podcast about attachment theory yeah. but as a brief teeny bit. reminder mm-hmm. brief reminder <laughs> i think of attachment quilts rather than attachment types this is just the way language. i think about it when i look at the more <laughs> complex research in adult attachments and i look at crittenden's work and i i read a lot about this stuff and i i i tend to not be overly categorical about it so I think of it as like, you have an attachment quilt and it has four colors in it and there's secure and then these three types of insecure and you may have little squares of all the colors or you may be more dominant in one color or another color. So if you have more on the anxious end, 
What that means is you're going to be a little bit preoccupied with worrying about what's happening in the other person. If you can't mm. figure it out, if you can't manage how they're feeling or how they're thinking, because that's part of, if you have anxious attachment, basically what that means is you got exposed to a lot of stuff early on in your life where you needed to manage the other person or take care of them in some way to get care. Mm. And so you ding, get really ding, ding, good. Ding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, they, so that would create mm -hmm. a habit of trying to guess what's happening in other people and trying to manage what's happening in other people. If you're a therapist listening to this podcast, lots of us have a ton of this color in our quilt. We like to mind read others and stuff like that. So, so <laughs> we we have a lot of this kind of energy where we're we're really worried about how the other person is thinking and feeling and being and da da da. And so especially one, that's just a nerve-wracking and anxious position. That's part of why it's called anxious attachment because there's a lot of anxiety involved. But also because you're trying to do something impossible, which is to manage the internal experience of another human. And <laughs> in addition to that, um, if you have somebody who's a little bit harder to read, that lost, ooh, that feeling can feel really ooh. scary. Yes, it can. But that may be part of where your anxiety is coming from too. Yeah, that, that your, mm -hmm. your typical reading the other person skills aren't working. Right. That's aren't a possibility. Mm -hmm. Or that, okay. you know, when something's going wrong or like, I, I have clients who do this. I've done this in my own history where you will have said a thing and you think you said it a little bit off and you just like ruminate on it like mm -hmm. how did that land for them oh no I hurt them oh no I harmed them and you just go down an anxiety yep. sw swim down your anxiety river just get swept <laughs> away in the worry about how you're affecting people so that's another possibility and then the other one I was thinking about was well you could be catching intuitive yeah your own intuition and like, reading it as anxiety because you're you're caring about or worried about or preoccupied with. Uh-huh. And there there might even be even subconsciously. Some, yeah, even subconsciously, mm -hmm. right? There might be some confusion about what your the, the senses that you're picking up. If you're yeah. not if you're not in relationship with like, oh, what's happening right now? What's happening inside of me? What information am I getting? How how yeah. am I digesting that? What's if you're not there, you're just gonna read it mm -hmm. as ah. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. I don't want listeners of this podcast to get carried away with what I'm about to say, but I do want to give it as an example, just in case this is happening to you. And most people, this is not what's happening, but for some people it will be. And so I want to mention it. Sometimes when I've um, uh, done work with a couple, the one partner is feeling lots of anxiety and it turns out the other one is having an affair. And there was tons of little implicit scraps of information mm -hmm. that their subconscious was catching. Remember that medulla oblongata is taking in millions of bits of information mm -hmm. per second. You're not catching all of that. Your lower brain, your subconscious is catching it. So there are times when whew, my partner's giving me anxiety because something's really wrong. Or there was this one time where somebody was squirreling away money. Mm -hmm. and planning on leaving it wasn't an affair thing but they were planning on leaving there were some weird mm -hmm. like lying stuff happening and 
the other partner's super anxious and feels like they are missing something and they can't, they're just feeling oh, wow. icky and overwhelmed mm -hmm. and kind of anxious all the time. Well, they were actually catching that something was off. Yeah. So it could be that. It could be you're having real mm -hmm. worry that's attached to something real. Mm -hmm. Oof. So that's all sorts of it's, things. It's that all could be kind going of mixed on. up in there, right? It's it's yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And I, I want to just kind of like give one more like piece in here for our listeners because mm -hmm. we're talking about this like quilt of anxious attachment. I just want to name that there's this other thing also that we call like earned secure attachment mm -hmm. that a lot of folks can like work towards. Mm -hmm. And that's like another color that can be added to the quilt. You know what I think yeah. of? I think of it that's as nice. like my secure thread mm -hmm. and I threaded new patterns in all of my insecure quilt colors. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. so I think of, I don't know why, but I call I my love secure... This. I saw, I call my secure um, attachment squares green. And so I imagine that I have a quilt with lots of different colors, but a bunch of my colors that are not green have green thread embroidery all over them. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I've helped greet them well. And so there is... Don't worry if you have a, a quilt that has a lot of insecure colors in it. That does not mean You're all is it. lost. <laughs> That's right. not a thing. <laughs> right. And and I kind of want to just like hold gently the mm -hmm. this piece I introduced at the top of this podcast about mm -hmm. the way that I now see it and relate to my anxiety around mm -hmm. it being this kind of super care power because that that's my green thread. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, I, I think understand it's, it now. Yeah, I think it's possible for all of us, for everybody to kind of get to know these these parts that are harder to be with and mm -hmm. to build relationship with them. And in doing that, we create those green threats. Yeah. Well said. Mm -hmm. So leave it there for today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take care, y'all. Thanks for being with us. Bye-bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner. We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at one of our workshops. You'll find our next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you can ask us your questions? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. And here are some gratitudes. Thanks to Al Hoberman, our sound editor and podcast production magic maker. Thanks to every one of you who has joined us for our workshops in the past. We've learned so much from all of you. And thanks to everyone who's reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help others to find the show. Take care of each other best you can. See you next time. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout.
If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.